Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Allison Hale with Rooted Deep Podcast. I'm sitting here with Reba Bowman and we have just been um, jumping right into uh, 1 John. We're in chapter 3 today, so we're going to get started mainly because this is just one of the most, I just love this book in general. I, I think I mentioned in the last podcast that this was the book that we that I read over and over again every day for when I was in college and just consumed uh, this book, but there's so many um, there's so many simple image points in this book, but at the same time, it's just deep, do- deep doctrine. And we talk when we talk about rooted deep. This would be one of those books that you really need to dig deep in, right, Reva? Oh, absolutely. Uh, because I think this is kind of one of those kind of a litmus test. It, it, John is just laying this out, and he says, "Look, man, if you're really a follower of God, this is what your life should look like. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a true follower of God, your life won't look like this, and it'll right. look like this instead." And so I think for all of us, this is just a great a, a test of our growth, a test of our faith. Um, and, and these are challenge. I think these are challenging words, you know, that are written right. down from a guy who talks a lot about love, but also talks about love in a passionate and powerful way. And I think in that when instead of thinking of love as, you know, what, what society thinks of love as just more of an emotion, you know, yeah. and, and hearts and candy and all of that. No, this sure. is a love in action. And this mm. is how God loved us. And so this is how we must love one another. And in order that our that our love for God is shown. And so love is love is really put to the test here because if we love God, we don't sin. If we love God, we don't live in darkness. If we love, you know, if we if we say we're children of God, we love our we love one another. And it's actually, are you really loving? And are you really who you say? So like you said, it's a benchmark book. If if you're this, then it's gonna it's gonna show. And and if you're not this, then that's also then that's also gonna show. So first, so first John three kind of jumps in with this beautiful the uh how the father um see what the kind of love the father has given us. And I, you know, you think that that old song that and I, I just keep saying that we should be called the sons of God. I love that go. old song. Um behold what manner of love the father has given to us. Yeah. And this is the love that we he um, that we should be called children of God, and that's that's huge and that's so comforting. And here's who we are. But then the next thing he does is he jumps into. So therefore, you're not yeah. supposed to be sinning. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and I love this family connection mm. because I think this is powerful for all of us, no matter where we sit. You know, there, there's people who have great family situations, and I know Allison, I know your mom and dad. You know mine. We've been so blessed to have such a great family uh, situation, not perfect by any means of the imagination, but, but a loving situation. Um, and, but not everybody has that. And I yeah. think a, a lot of the longings of our hearts and a lot of the struggles that is where do we fit and yeah. do we fit and who do we belong to? And, 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 and this need for us to feel like we belong uh, mm-hmm. to, to some, to something. And, and the I, resemblance too in a family, normally families, oh, you can tell you're a bowman or, you know, yeah. my, I look like my dad, my brother and I look and so, or you look like just like your mom, that family resemblance is also on a spiritual level, the children of God, what they should yeah. look like as well. No, absolutely. So I think for John, who, who walked with Jesus and then also knew and understood as Jesus said, all right, guys, everything we have taught you is now going to be put to the test. And who you really are 
is going to come out. And I think John knew this better than anybody because he lived it. He walked through the cross. He walked through those days and hours when everyone scattered and and he's lived through persecution and he's lived through difficulties. And so John of all people, he understands what it looks like to know that when the testing and the trials come, those, those bedrock things that are in our lives are what hold us steady and secure. And this sense of belonging is what John is going to kind of dive into a little bit today because it, it's what keeps us from sin. It's what causes us to grow. And so he uses a lot of words. It's like, okay, you're children of God. I'm talking to the children of God. I'm talking, you're a child of God. And there's this, all of this, he's our father. So we get this in, in chapter three, we get all this imagery of belonging. If we have, if we've trusted Christ, we belong to the family of God. He yes. is our father. We are children. And as a result of that, just like you said, we should resemble the father, we, we ought to, there are things that change us forever changes because we belong to this family. Mm -hmm. And there are things that, that identify us immediately or should identify us immediately. Um, and, and I'm not talking about, I remember I, I, I did graduate from Pensacola Christian college and, um, back in the day, not so much now, but back in the day, it felt like everybody in the world wore long khaki skirts and, you know, some sort of rugby shirt or a polo shirt or something because that was kind of the style but we also had to wear the long khaki skirts because of Pensacola College and we could go to the mall and uh, somebody told me one time he's like man I can tell you guys are from Pensacola from so from far away because and it's right. like that's not the type of Christian I'm talking about that's not the type right. of resemblance right. <laughs> that that's right. outer that's external but it's mm -hmm. the it's that um that meet that internal um the hidden man of the heart is is what first first Peter talks about but this is what it looks like um and, and is resembling the first the first thing I see I mean it might not be the first thing that you see the first thing I see is just the purity of live of being a part of the of 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 the family of God and that and and that living more living I think more on a higher level as far as just you know your heart issues and your purity. No, I think so too because you know even in verse one of chapter three he says that the world doesn't know us because it didn't know him. And so immediately we get this, okay, I'm a part of a family. That family is God's family. And as a result of being a part of that family, I'm really not going to be accepted, identified, or embraced by a world because the world didn't embrace him yeah. and it won't embrace us. And I think that there is this set, I understand immediately as John's writing that there is going to be so much a part of me as a child of God that is going to be in direct opposition or is going to look, look completely different yeah. than what the world looks like. And there is, you use that word purity. He's going to just dive into this concept of, of all the contamination, of all the craziness, of all the defilement, of all the horrors that go on in our culture and in our world. There ought to be a distinguishment. There ought to be something, and it shouldn't be our khaki skirts, right? right? Yeah. That it, it that's not what he's talking about is not it's not how short or long your hair is or what color your hair is or you know that's not our distinguishment our distinguishment and john is going to break this down in this chapter what makes us children of god and and he says that we in fact i love it in verse is verse two he says we don't exactly know what we'll end up looking like <laughs> but we do know this we're on a process to to be looking like him right exactly and uh, I love this because it says everyone who has this hope. Okay, well, that's, 
as a child of God, that's me that I'm going to, I'm going to one day look more like Jesus. Everyone who has this hope purifies himself. Yeah. And, and, and that's that I'm so glad you said process because it is, you know, the salvation happens, but then the sanctification process starts. And, you know, my favorite verse in the Bible, uh, Philippians 1, 6, he who begins a good work in you will perform it and continue to perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. But this is what it looks like um in in practicality uh is that that continual sanctification and then going on to verse four um everyone who makes a practice of sinning practices lawliness and so it's that continuing to live and practice and and that that um that conversation of this is just my my lifestyle is a continual sinful lifestyle that's not what it looks like no and i think it's so easy for us and i'm gonna say us because i i can be just as guilty of this it's very easy for me to excuse my bad behavior, my sinful behavior, my sinful thoughts or patterns or whatever. It's easy for me to excuse that. Well, I'm just a sinner. Yeah. Okay. It's in nature. Human yeah. Nature. I mean, you know, I can't really help it. Right. And yet in verse five, he says, you know, okay, there's a strong word. It's no. Okay. It's not, you know, we think this is the way it ought. No. John says, you know, that he appeared, he came into the world and he died on a cross. You know he appeared in order to take away sin. Yeah. And in him, there is no sin. So John is really saying, now, wait a minute. We, as children of God, we have, and that's what this chapter is really going to lay out. We have the power within us as children of God. Yeah. And as God works his, his process of, we use that word sanctification in us. Okay. He begins to make us look more like him. We have the ability to look more like Jesus because of who he is and what he does in us. But that, that means then, as he said, that we're not living in this sin. And verse six says, no one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has been in him or knows him. So there's this, this idea of continual. It's not that we never mm-hmm. sin, but right. this is not the pattern for the child of God. The pattern of your life should not be, I'm just living in sin. And that's the pattern of my life. Yeah. And, and I think so many people, because they've been conditioned, oh, I have a sin nature. I have a human nature. I mean, they, they give up too easily and they forget. And, and this is what, this is what John is saying. It's what Paul said in Romans. It's what, it's what, you know, throughout scripture, especially in the new Testament, it's like you're giving up too easily and you're giving into your sin nature too easily. When you do have the power of Christ in you not to give in, he has given you the power to resist temptation. And then I think, and I tell my, my Bible study group all the time. I'm like, I feel like we just give in too easily and say, Oh, well, and I, and I, I know that God's forgiveness is there. And it's that, um, it's just that fallback default. Well, I'm a, I'm human. I'm a sin nature. The devil made me do it kind of situation. And it's like, well, yeah. the devil's not in you. Christ is. Right. So, and, and, right. You know, and we often say, you know, and, and Paul said, should, should we sin so that grace mm-hmm. can abound? We'll, we'll heaven yeah. forbid. Um, and, and then John goes on to say right here, you know, that, um, that verse eight, the one who practices sin is of the devil. I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay why don't we just get <laughs> honest, right? right. Um, and what we have to understand is, he goes on, he says, the son of God has appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. Right. So it's like, okay, wait a minute now. Whose family are you a part of? Right, exactly. And, you know, in verse seven, it's, it's like, okay, the ones that, do, that are sinning are continuing to practice sin. But, but, but verse seven, first John three, seven, little children, let no man deceive you. Exactly. Whoever practices righteousness 
is righteous and as he is righteous. In other words, don't get caught up in, I can't sin, I can't sin, I can't sin. No, what I can do is I can continually live in in righteousness and purity because I want to look more like Christ. He's like, the, again, and we talked about this last week, the, um, the remedies there. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think for all of us, understanding that God has made a way for us to live a righteous life because of him and through him. Um, and, you know, again, John is going to use these same words Jesus uses in John 15 over and over again. He uses this word abide. If we're going to live a life that is, that is, when we deal with our sin quickly when it comes, we don't practice, we don't live in it, we don't sour and soak in it, we don't make a practice of this is just my life. And, and if we're going to become on that journey to look more like Jesus, then I think for all of us, we have to understand that God is the one who makes the way to do that. And the only, our only option to look like that yeah. is to abide in the relationship that we have with the Father. It, 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 is, it is actually relishing that family relationship and saying, you know what, I'm going to abide in you because it's my only chance. Right, exactly. And I'm going to continue. That's going to be my default. My human nature, my sin nature is not my default. My nature in Christ and my nature as a child of God, that's my default. And so that should be the norm. Sin should be the anomaly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh man, you know, it should not be the practice. It should not be the way of life. The righteousness is is and can be the way of life. The sin is is the you know that every once in a while or or the it's not the practice of it. It's not the living in it and abiding in it. I'm abiding in righteousness. I need to abide in Christ. And yeah. so it looks different. Yeah, and you know I think he dives in as we get into verses you know eleven through fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. seventeen. Yeah. He he dives into this love relationship that we have with others that are in Christ. Yeah. Um, and I, and I often, John is quite often to do this. Jesus though, did this quite often as well, because I think, and, and I don't know this for sure, because obviously this is just me guessing into this sometimes, but I think sometimes one of the ways I really know where I'm at is, is where is, where am I on the selfishness quota? Right. Because man, when I'm living to myself and I, it's all about me. And it's about what I want and it's about what I think and it's my pride and my arrogance and all these words that will be associated with the self-life. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself living in sin. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just these in my, in my heart and in my mind, and maybe it's not these flagrant things mm-hmm. that the world can see by looking at me, but what will eventually happen is what's in my heart and what's in my mind will eventually fall, right. will fall out into my, out into a visual way. But I think, Paul, I mean, uh, John goes back and maybe he's looking at this from this perspective because he says, here's a great way for you to look. What is your relationship like with other people? Do you love? Are you unselfish? Do you serve? You know, and he, and he lays these verses out just one after the other about Cain killing Abel and, the, and, and his jealousy. You know, we know that there at the mm-hmm. heart of that was so much jealousy and yeah. so much concern and, and. And this idea that if man, we love the brethren and, and if we hate our brothers, we're murderers. I mean, he's just, wow. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But isn't that where so many of us, that's, that is a good test for us as we look at our hearts and say, 
where is my selfishness? Where is my self-focus or am I focused on loving people that are hard to love? Am I, am I, am I living in jealousies and all all of these root issues that we know because we've done enough counseling um, actually will end up bearing some horrible fruit. Right. And I think that's, that's what he's saying. When you, when, when you get your eyes off Christ and it's, it's all self. And like you said, even if it's, even if it's these internal sins of pride, selfishness, ambition, um, whatever it is that does grow because we, we start practicing and leaning into them and we, we don't stop it at the door and we don't flee from it, then it's going to manifest itself more outwardly. Um, maybe not murder, but it's gonna, it's gonna broken relationships or broken, um, or, or, you know, or offense to an, to another brethren or, or some, I mean, you know, it's going to manifest itself publicly and the world's going to be like, "Uh uh-huh. See, I told you, you know, you're not a Christian or that's not what a Christian looks like. No, because I'll tell you, the world knows what a Christian is supposed to look like sometimes a lot, even more than, even more than we sometimes want to admit. No. And and aren't we living in a place where we've just seen without, you know, without diving into all the issues, but even in the last year and a half, so many believers and, and that are, and I love the way the New American puts this in verse 17, and, and it does it in relationship to the world's goods. But look at this verse, Allie. It says, but whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, and look at this phrase, and closes his heart against him. Yeah. How does the love of God abide in him? And I, I have just seen, whether it be this illustration of the world's goods or, or a thousand other topics, how many of us have closed our hearts yeah. off to other people yeah. for whatever, whatever reason. reason. Yeah. And, and John is real clear. If you shut your heart off to them, then the love of God is not flowing through your heart. I mean, it's how does the love of God abide in him if he closes right. his heart off? And so it's like, no, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think, wow, what, a, what an incredible introspection for all of us to just ask ourselves. I mean, is my heart open to people? Exactly. And, and I think whether, no matter what it is, and I think any of us can have a million, like you said, a million different illustrations of where we've been tempted or where we have seen my heart is close to this person, whether it's an ideology or whether it's a different sin than ours or whether it's a different denomination or whatever. Um, it's, we, I think everyone in our mind has that, has that in our mind. Okay. What does that look like? And what has that looked like in our in our personal, in our personal spiritual walk. Because again, I think John with this, um, in this book, he's very clear. He's not pulling any punches here. He's like, if you do this, then again, nobody's seeing God's love through you. And that's, and that's a problem. So it's, it's constantly these check marks and you can go through it. I've already gone through first John and gone, okay, uh, this needs to change. I need to make this change. And it's almost like I'm starting to like James because I feel like James is a little bit softer than first John because James was, I'm like, okay, James we is nice. First John's podcast. Tough, right? she's starting to like James. All right. There <laughs> <we go. laughs> it's like, you know, when you're like, okay, you have a friend that just tells you the truth and every once in a while you need that friend to tell you the truth, but sometimes you just don't want to hear the truth right now, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's how first John is. Cause it's like, again, check yourself. Because I don't know how it's manifesting. I don't know how it looks like when you close your when you close your heart against this person or this person. Or this person. However, that looks like. Again, you're not showing God's love, and so therefore, um, yeah. you're not walking in you know in um, in word or truth. Or walk. Let us let us not love in word or talk, because yeah. a lot of times we do that. 
but it's got to have actions to it. Yeah, and I think that's what John is saying. Look, you're, you know, the evidence is in the action of your life. If you say this, but yet you don't do it. That's, ex- right. that's exactly right. You know, so the action is in the evidence of your, you know, the evidence yeah. is in the action of your life. So as we're, as we're looking at John, he's like, look, don't say that you have the love of God in you. Don't say you're a child of God if you're going to, if you're going to act like this. Right. Because you don't have a love of God in you if you're acting like this. It's just not. And uh, for some of us, I think it says in verse 19, we will know by this that we are of the truth and we will assure our hearts before him. There's this confidence in whatever our heart condemns us for God is greater than our heart and he knows all things. And so, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. So, you know, um, it's it's one of these things where how we live brings assurance of who we are. Right. And so if I'm a believer and I'm of the family of God and I have the marks of a child of God, I, I look like one. I act like one. You know, I know um, it's so funny because there's so many things about you. I see you do things that remind me so much of your mother. Yeah. Um, right. And, uh, you know, and ironically, I had dinner with your mom last night mm-hmm. and, and, uh, or no, it was night before last. Sorry. I had dinner with your mom night before last and she was sitting at the table and she did something. And I just thought to myself, oh my gosh, Allie does that. Uh-huh, that is yeah. so Allie. Right. And, and so what is it? Well, you have spent a lifetime with this woman mm-hmm. and, and not only genetically do you have her, her markings in your life, but also you have these characteristics that you have learned of her. Right. Um, and so therefore there's these resembling factors. And I think John is like, look, if we're in Jesus family, he has changed us in a way that genetic is beyond genetics. Right. And we are, we ought, if we're with him and we spend time with him, then we ought to, we ought to act like him. Right. Exactly. It's And it's going to be obvious. It's not, yeah. oh, okay. So you're, uh, mm, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be right. in your face, not in a, not in a, not in an aggressive way, but just in an obvious way, like that, that triggers. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. This person, you know, is, yeah. is loving and kind and shows the fruit of the spirit and they're long suffering and they're patient and they're joyful and they're, and they're faithful. That's yeah that's Christ. You know, it's not, they're not going to know you're a Christian because you're, um, you're so in their face, aggressive with whatever beliefs, belief system that you have, it's going to be by your love and all of the other fruit of the spirit, um, that, that is being manifested. That's going to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. They're, they're part of that family. You know, and it not only shows the world who we are, but it, 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 it gives us security and confidence in who we are. Um, you know, because I know, you know, there's times in my own life, I, I get, I get, I get deceived. Yeah. I'll use John's word. I get deceived and, and I slide into some sinful pattern in my life. And then all of a sudden I've got this tug of the Holy Spirit going, no. And, and I'm, 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 I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. What am I doing? And I'm, I'm moving, you know, I'm moving back. What is that? That's a, you know what that tells me I'm saved. Right. <laughs> That's, yeah. That tells me I'm a child of God. That tells yeah. me, hey, this is who you are, Reba, because mm-hmm. because none of that happens in people who don't have right. the Lord. You know, we may have a sense of guilt, um, you know, or our conscience kicks up and says, eh, it's probably yeah. not the best thing. But we're not really we're not really intent on 
on changing. We're not intent on keeping the commands of God or abiding with God. So, you know, I think you're, I think you're so right as we, as we study this passage in John chapter three, uh, first John chapter three, we just see that children of God look like Jesus more, the yeah. more and more and more and more and the older they get, it, it should be undeniable in our lives, the family resemblance. Mm. And, and that ought to not be something that we even have to say, like you said, I don't have to scream it from the rooftop. I, I don't, yeah. I don't have to wear a t-shirt. I don't have to have a fish bumper sticker on the back of my car for people to know who I am. Right. My life tells you who I am. Now I do think we ought to proclaim the truth of Christ. So I'm yes. not saying that we walk yeah. around and, you know, um, but at the same time, our lives ought to bear testimony and to bear witness not only that we've been with Jesus, but that we are a part of the family of God. And, you know, and going back to, I, you know, we'll say it every, every podcast, something somehow always goes back to John 15 (laughs) because it's, you know, and it's, and it, but it's that, it's that, it's that loving God and loving your neighbor. And it's the obedience and the abiding in him and his words and that loving his words so that it washes you know him. So you know what he looks like. So you know what you're supposed to look like. Um, because it goes from chapter from verse 22, all the way to the end, whoever keeps his commandment abides in God and God and God in him. And by this, we know, and it's like, it's almost like, he's like, I, I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, it's the same thing at, by this, um, you know, by, by the spirit whom he has given us. And so it's that connection of, um, of it's that family connection again. And, and that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And, you know, I've talked to so many women through the years who struggle with confidence in their salvation. And a lot of times they'll come and they'll be like, I've prayed this prayer five or six times, but I'm really not positive that I'm saved. I'm really not sure. And usually sometimes it's a sin in their life that they have not been able, they've just, they've not dealt with. And, and it's really kicking up guilt and shame. And other times it's just, oh, you know, I'm just one of those people who've just never felt like, did I say the right words? Did I do this right? Did I do this right? Did I do this right? And, you know, when we boil this thing down and we can say, wait a minute, we can go right here to this passage of scripture and say, you know what? This is the marks of a child of God. You know, do you have the spirit of God in you? And and what does it look like to do that? Do you have a desire? Is your life a pattern of sin or is it a pattern of no? I feel that, that tug. Mm -hmm. I feel that I I need to get back. I need to be doing what's right. This is not right. I have a desire to abide in who, you know, and all of a sudden you start walking through this and John knew, he says, when you see these things evident in your life, you can be confident. Yeah, you'll know. You've got this confidence. And I think for all of us, as we think about and as we look at um, our lives and we think about, wow, you know, what is it that am I saved? Don't worry about did I say the right words? And and did I remember the date? And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, no, 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 no. Did I go forward? Did all of that. If you want to answer that question, walk through 1 John chapter 3 and just ask yourself, does, do I look like a child of God? Today, today, yeah, and yeah. you're like, you know, I'm living in sin, but boy, I sure do feel that. I, I feel that tug. I really need mm-hmm. to change this. Well, yeah. you know what? That's a good sign that you're that yeah. you're a believer. Let's get back to doing what you need to be doing. Right. And I think for any of you who are sitting there and saying, you know, I I thought I was, but um, we're not looking to cast doubt in your life for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but if you are struggling with doubt, I think then for for you. To be able to go back through this and to say, you know what, my life is not characterized by this. And right. I just got to be honest, it's not. 
And so therefore, then we know what it looks like to become in the family of God as, as we, you know, as we say, Lord, I, I, I long for you, not just to forgive me of my sin, but I, I want you to change my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and remembering that, that because throughout, and we'll, we'll talk about it when we hit first John five and it's like, so I'm just writing this. So, you know, not so you just know about, you know, what happened because he starts off first John with, yeah, I was with Christ physically. I mean, I was with him. Oh. I talked to him. I touched him. I heard him. I listened to him and, and all of that. And then, and he's like, now here's how you can know for sure and have confidence in who you are um, and who he is and how to get, how to get back to that family connection. Um, and so the knowing is, is so important. And so, yeah, if you're, if you're listening and you're like, and, and it might be just apathy, it might be because sometimes, and I've, I, I mean, I was the one, I was the kid who had to get saved three times because I was so sure, but it was because of that. It had nothing to do with understanding the word of God. It had to do with everybody made you feel like you had to say exactly this, or like you said, pray this exact prayer, you know, go forward at this exact time, be better, whatever. And, and, but it's, it's so much more than that as far as understanding, you know, the, that being in the family of God and understanding what it looks like to be, um, to be a Christian. Yeah, you know, salvation, I, I just reminding us as we close, salvation has nothing to do with something you do. Right. It has everything to do with what God has done for you. And so therefore, it's receiving what he's done what for you, yeah. not you going, okay, there's this, here's the magic formula. I got it. That, but I, on I, me, no. I, did the, I did the right thing. Yeah, I did it right. Yay. I get it. No, no, no. This is not something you earn. Even in your words mm-hmm. that you say, it's not yeah. what you earn in the way you did it or where you did it at. Or if you remember that, you know, but there ought to be this life change that's under, that it, it, it doesn't come from any other way. Mm-mm. There's not, this is not a turning over a new leaf. This is not like looking like a Christian, this is not culturally a Christian. This is what's going on right in your heart. And you know who you are in your heart of hearts. And I think for all of us, it, it's coming to that point and realizing that, that, that God has done everything to make us members of his family. He invites us to join the family. And so we receive that invitation as, and then we're adopted into the family of God. And what an incredible thing to be called sons and daughters of God. And, and therefore, as a result of that, you know, we're not always, we're not going to fit the world. We're just not, right. but we yeah. do fit the family of God and there's a confidence yes. in that. Um, exactly. So man, really great passage today. Mm-hmm. Um, and more depths and truths from, from the loving, but very straightforward John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you know, next week is first John four and we always think, Oh, it's such a, you know, it's all, all about God is love. God is love, but there's more, there's more straight talk. Uh, in, in, in first John four. So we'll look forward to diving into that, uh, next week. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us on the podcast today. We hope that you're enjoying this study through first John. If you're just joining us, uh, go back, catch the other two podcasts on chapter one and chapter two. Uh, we encourage you just to be reading through that while you're listening to the podcast this month. Just if you can read every day, read every single day in the book of first John, as many chapters as you can, and let's just saturate soak in this word and, and hopefully find great comfort in who we are, whose family we belong to, and what yeah. we ought to and how we ought to love one another as we walk through life. So until next time, thanks for joining us on the podcast, and we'll see you again next time on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.